friends in a movie. Two 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 friends in a movie. With Madden Sixto. With Sixto and Matt. With Madden Sixto. With Sixto and Matt. Welcome everybody to Two Friends in the Movies with Matt and Sixto. No. I'm no. Matt. That's I'm, Sixto. Uh, yes. But it's called Two Friends in the Movie, the Sixto Reynoso Show. It's not. His friend today is Matt Lamatina. First Hi, of Matt. all, I'm more of a colleague. What's <laughs> 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 that mean? You said you said your friend today, Matt Lamatina, but I'm, yeah. more, I'm more of a colleague. Come on, I've been to your house. Yeah, in passing. What? I played with your kids. Yeah, because someone's gotta. <laughs> so welcome to the podcast. This yeah. is a movie podcast. Yes. I think this is episode thirty-seven. We're at maybe what? maybe thirty-eight. What? Yeah. And we talk about movies. We do talk about movies. Some movies we like. Some of them. Some of them we don't like. Yeah. Sometimes I'm right, and none of the time Sixto's right. What the hell are you talking about? I guess sometimes you're right when you agree with my point. That's not also not true. And we're friends. We are. We've been friends for like five or six years now. Something like that. This podcast has been going on for like three years. We do like three episodes a year. That's why we're only at 37 <laughs> after four fucking years of this shit. Um, but we do love doing it. We do. Because it's fun to talk about movies, and it's a great time every time Matt comes around. Every time Matt comes around and is every, a great time. But it's a better time with Sixto's there, too. Eh, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> like, in addition. <laughs> <laughs> like, you take mine, and then you, you, you add Like, rice it. is okay, but rice and beans. Rice and beans. Hell yeah, right? More people like. Yes. Um, um, that's not an analogy for me. It's not. Uh, last week, or two weeks ago, we did our Oscar special. Like six weeks ago, we did our Oscar special. It's like almost March, dude. Yeah, well, it was just th- two weeks ago, right? It was the Oscars three I, weeks ago. I guess so. Um, Parasite won Best Picture. Like, we nailed it. Nailed it. Three like we said. for three. Three for three. In Oscar specials. Boom shakalak. We've nailed the Best Picture. Boom shakalak. You can call Barack Obama on that shit. Yeah, call Barack. Tell like, yeah, was Matt and Six still on? Dead on? <laughs> and be like, dead on balls accurate. <laughs> it's an industry term. It's industry term. <laughs> so today, what are we talking about today, Mr. Toe? Well, today we're going to speak about one of them winning movies for, for the Oscars. For the Oscars. One uh, we didn't get to see before the Oscars, even though we told you all about it. I mean, I did get to see it before the Oscars. Well, I didn't, because um, That movie is uh, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo the Rabbit. It's the uh, the prequel to 8 Mile. It's not the prequel. It's not the prequel to Eight Mile. It's not the indi- the the uh, what do you call those movies? The superhero movies. And when you find out how they became superheroes, yeah, it's that origin story. Origin story. I couldn't think of the word. It's not. It's not an origin. It's story. not the origin story of B Rabbit. It's not. 
No, this is a uh, this is a little movie that I don't know. First off, let me ask. Let, let me give you the, the, the what this movie is about. All right, break it and down. Then I'm, I want to ask you a question. All right, this, this is a movie about uh, a Nazi youth dealing with life at the end of the of the Nazi era in in Germany. Yeah, World War Two, the end of World War Two. Right, and uh, or maybe not the Nazi era because there's still assholes around, but. The end, right? Of, yeah, of, World War II is ending. Yeah, Germany right. is fighting its last battle. Right, and and him having to deal with the idea of of being a Nazi youth and, and a German and what, what that means, but also spoilers, big spoilers here, big spoilers. Having a, a Jewish girl living in in his walls because his mom rescues her and puts her like in a fucking yeah behind so a you, wall somewhere. He jumps a little bit, so. How the fuck do you pitch this movie? I want to know how you pitch this movie to a studio. I mean, and you left out that he has an imaginary friend. Oh, yeah. Who's who Hitler. Hitler. Played but, by the director of the movie and writer. And he's just like this flamboyant, like over the top. Like he dances. He gets yeah. all worried. He's a kid. He's legitimately a kid's imaginary friend. Yeah. Legitimately, legitimately. But he happens to be Hitler. Yeah. With the cutest, he has the cutest best friend who's also a Nazi youth. He's super fucking cute. Oh, yeah. Like his name, yeah I, I, for, I forgot what his name is. I forgot is. his character's name. But he's so fucking and cute. And, like, in the middle of the war, <laughs> like, they, they find each other on the street and they hug and they talk about their day. Like, it's like this is every single day for Massively them. adorable. But how do you pitch this movie? I want to know, how do you pitch it? I don't know. I, what, what studio did this movie? I don't, I can't even, you know because what? I tried to, I tried to watch this in the theaters, and it was very limited. It was hard right. to find. Um, New York City was a little easier, but out in Long Island, there was very, there was one theater that was out east that was playing it, and we couldn't get there. So we watched <clears> Uncut Gems instead, which wasn't so good. I don't, I don't know who did this movie. I'm trying to figure out all this information as we're And it's got stars in it. I mean, Scarlett Johansson well, in it, has, Sam yes. Rockwell's in yes. it. Yes. Um, this isn't a little tiny film. It's not. It's made by Taika Waititi, who, who is... Waititi? Taika Waititi, who's being, after he did Thor Ragnarok, has been super praised for being like, oh, this, we love this guy. This guy is great, right? I need that TP for my bunghole. It's not TP for your bunghole. He's Taika Waititi. Titicaca. It's not like Titicaca. But, um, he plays, he plays Hitler. I just... Again, I want the answer for this. Who? How does a studio sit down with anybody that says, look, this is the movie I want to make. It's about a Nazi youth whose best friend, imaginary friend, is Hitler. Now, hold on. Oh, well. He has another friend who's also a Nazi youth. Now, this kid, a little bit of a fuck up, but um, he finds this Jewish girl, falls in love with her, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then they live happily ever after at the end, even though she's way older than him. They don't fall in love with each other, but she kind of... Yeah, they, they're building a relationship. Right. Uh, so Scarlett Johansson is the kid's mother, right. who is an anti-Nazi sympathizer. Yes. So she's hiding people in her, like, crawl spaces and attics. Right. So at this point in the movie, she has a little Jewish girl hiding. Um, and the kid, he thinks he's supposed to be this... Brutal Nazi soldier, right? But he right. doesn't have it in him. You could tell he doesn't have right. it in him. Like, no, no. a couple of times they ask him to kill a rabbit or something else, and he runs away. He's he's not a violent 
kid. He's never going to be a Nazi youth. So right. when he meets this girl, they have an interesting connection, and he learns about them, and she learns about him. Um, and I think the end of the movie, when they do, like, like sympathize with each other, and he doesn't want to let her go, is how it saves the movie. Right. And I think but, that's how it got made. Is that? But I, I just, I, I understand that, and I think that the, at the end, I, even like before the end of the movie, you realize that he's falling in love with this girl. That he is realizing that he's like the Nazi movement is very stupid, and their exchange with each other really humanizes both sides in in some degree. In the in the degree, I, I shouldn't say that. Human, Don't say that. I, I shouldn't because it's not true. It, it, it makes her understand, like, you're just a little fucking kid that doesn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. This is what you think that you should do, but you're just a little kid. You don't know anything. Um, but I still want to understand how this movie got fucking... Look, I love this movie. I absolutely love this movie. And not only did it made, but it was praised. It's like, an it amazing love, Oscar movie. Love. It's a great movie. Um, it's... You know, they, I read one article called Anti-Hate Satire. And uh, some critics gave it really good, like some critics hated it. But so some, like, because it has, because of the Nazi youth approach? I guess the Nazi youth and, you know, makes light of a really, really terrible time right, in the world right. history. Um, but I think we've gone far enough from 1940 but do you think we've gone far enough from racist hate that you can no, do something like that? but I think, because it, it makes fun a little bit, but it has a deeper love behind it, I think which that's I think what saves, saves the movie. It. Right. I think what saves it is that there's a lot of love, there's a lot of understanding, and, there, and there, the message of this movie, without telling you in your face, like they don't have to tell you, they just show you, is if you communicate with the people you think you hate, and why you communicate with the people you don't understand, you probably find yourself liking them and even loving them because at the end of the day, we're all people. Yeah. And that's, that's I think, what what's kind of saves Yeah, and we're all trying to do the same thing. Yeah. We're trying, trying to, to just tomorrow. try to live. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and especially in, in a movie like this where it's in the middle of a war where it, literally it is about, like, let's survive until tomorrow and see what happens. And I think the, the cuteness of these two kids... Yeah, really. Like, if these were teenagers, this movie this would be. Movie doesn't work. Doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't work. these two. Well, she's kids, a teenager. She's a teenager, but she's you know the one you feel bad for. She's the one who has to hide. Right. Right. Uh, these two little kids are just they got like these faces and they're these, adorable. They by them like having these exchanges on the street while there's bombs behind them and stuff just shows they don't understand. The, the gravity of the situation. Right, and the big picture. Like, they don't get it. They're right? 10. Right. I mean, World War One ended. Five years later, World War Two started. So their whole life has just been war. Right. So this is all they know. Right. Um, I I think that... Uh, I think there is... You're right. There's I, I found myself having trouble liking this movie because of the subject matter, again. I found myself being like... Ah, I don't know that I... I don't know that I should like this this much, but it's a really beautiful coming-of-age story in a horrible thing. And they don't... I think also what, what's important about this movie is that they don't hype the horrors of it either. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't... Like, you know... Uh, uh, again, we're spoiling the fuck out of this, so if you haven't watched the movie, fuck Press off. stop. Go watch it. Come back. Come back, because you're going to be amazed at the, yeah. the deepness we go. Yeah! So, Scarlett Johansson as a character really doesn't have 
an, as much of an important point until she's killed. Like, the moment she gets hung for helping yeah, Jews... that was a really sad spot in the movie. Holy shit, dude, did I cry. Like, when... Because they don't even show you her. They show you her shoes. Yeah, and they and show they, a lot of parts of her shoes coming yeah. up. Like, she's dancing, and she's walking. Yeah. And, like, I knew it was coming, but I didn't I didn't see that coming. I knew something was going to happen. So, but not like that. Not dude. like that. And, and him, like, the part that I'm choking up about right now is he can't tie his shoes, and he's 10, and, like... That's a major part of the thing. Like, you know, you're 10, you should tie your own shoes. And when he sees her hanging, his first reaction is not to cry or hug her. It's to try to tie her shoes because they're untied. That shit fucking broke me, dude. That shit was yeah. so, so fucking sad. That was, that was a tough part. <laughs> it's just so much. And I feel that I feel that there is a lot of this movie that really connects. Well, let, let's, let me put it like this. Me having been a 10-year-old boy, connected with me a ton. I was never a Nazi youth. I didn't grow up in a, in a country in, in, a, in a war. And I was not a racist growing up. But there's a lot of that, like like the idea of losing your mom at that age, that your father's never around. He probably got killed. Yeah. But you don't know. He was supposedly a soldier in Italy. He either retreated or abandoned. abandoned. Yeah, he's, he's, he's gone either way. Right. And... I don't know that, and that's one of those things in that movie that never gets answered, but because those things don't really get answered in life. And like, that's why I think part of what he is, is he's trying to be the man of the house. Since the right. father is gone, he thinks it's his duty. He has to go right, be a soldier. Right, right. He has to go provide for the, the family. You know, he has to be the protector of his mother. Um, so there's a little bit of that, but he's... He's a wimp. He's a, he's he's yes. he's not a violent kid. I mean, nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that. It's just he he doesn't have that killer instinct. Right, and that's and what and he that's never what, fits. He never he never fits in. His super cute friend, I think, represents uh, the Germany that was more rolling with with the mess than he was. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this kid is just like, oh, like there's a point where he tells her like, there's a there's a Jewish girl that lives in my wall. And the, and the cute little friend is like, oh, yeah? And he's like, yeah, I think that she's kind of my girlfriend. He's like, oh, that's great. Yeah. And then he's going like, like, yeah, but she's a Jew. He's like, oh, don't worry about that, Jojo. Because really, like, you know. He's like not, the conscious. Yeah, he's like, yeah. The, the war doesn't really, you know. We're losing the war, so being a Nazi is not really that important. Like, the Russians are coming. <laughs> we have motherfuckers that are eating us, which is how she presents it. Mm-hmm. And we don't need to worry about Jews that much anymore, yeah? He has my favorite line movie. Like, after the war ends, and things are a mess, and we, they don't know what's going to happen to their country, he looks at Jojo and goes, yeah, it's not a very good time to be a Nazi. just... <laughs> <laughs> And he's just the way he's like he's got that cute voice. Yeah, it's just like it's, a child's perspective through life in something so horrible, which is truly that. Like it's you know, like it's like being a Mets fan almost. Like almost. now it's not a very good time to be a Mets fan. <laughs> but we're moving forward now. I want everybody that's listening to this to understand you right now. Yeah, talking to you. I'm an Im- I'm a brown immigrant. Yes, and with an accent, so I'm not sympathizing with the fucking Nazis in this. And Matt, technically, Kevin could be a Nazi. But because he's white from Long Island, I'm Italian. <laughs> so Mussolini, you know, okay. My my daughter has the same birthday as Mussolini, actually. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> they both born on July 29th. Oh god. <laughs> and I do have an accent. 
Yeah, it's a Long Island accent. Long Island. But, you know, we switched back to the good side when the Nazis started going crazy. Yeah. Like, Italy, maybe on the first one, we, we made a mistake. But on the second one, we, we figured it out. Yeah. But but um, I, I, want, I want to make this very clear that we don't like this movie. Actually, I think we both had a problem with trying to watch this movie because of the Nazi thing going on in it. But at the, at the end of the day, cinema is about expression and art. And art is about bringing out, bringing out some kind of emotion out of you. Mm-hmm. And the first emotion that I went in in this movie was anger because it's like, why the fuck did they make this movie? I actually went in it to be like, who okayed this movie? Like, I was more curious to see, like, who okayed this movie? What made this movie okay to be made? And when I saw it and I was crying and sobbing left and right, mostly at the end of the movie, you know, I was like, oh, this is a movie that is more about understanding one another by seeing each other than it is about being a Nazi. Yeah. You know, so. And I think making Hitler the imaginary friend is, like, perfect. Because you get that Nazi influence, but you can do whatever you want to him because it's not really Hitler. Right. It's this kid's imagination of right, Hitler. Right, right, right. So he acts like a fool, and it's funny, but it's not... I feel like it's not disrespectful because it's not Hitler. not Hitler. It's, right. It's this guy, it's this 10-year-old's imagination. Right. So I think that really saves it, too, is that they did it yeah. in a very smart way to get their points across. I got to tell you, I saw it a second time with my girlfriend. We're watching it, and I was like, you got to watch this movie with me. And th- when I started rewatching the movie the second time around, I'm, or again, from the get-go, I'm having these problems with this movie. Like, the fuck, this Nazi youth bullshit. This is bullshit. And the moment that girl shows up from the wall, this movie takes a turn that you're like, the second time watching it, again, I'm telling you, I'm having the same problems. Like, I can't believe I like yeah. this movie. I can't believe I Stop liking it. it. <laughs> and then she shows up and I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah, I do like this yeah, movie. Yeah, it's good. And again. this is why. <laughs> and I know, like, I know sometimes it's hard, but I think it's important to tell a story that happens. Yeah. Like, this is not actually, you know, obviously based on a true story. No, no, but no. But kids did this. Like, this Absolutely. happened to you. Yes. And this is where they were brought up. They were trained from day one to be a Nazi and to hate all these people. Right. So, like, I think it's important to show that this is this happens, you know. Absolutely We can't forget true. that shit. Absolutely true. And I think, it's, I think you're right in that you can't. You can't hide away from history, is which is what, what yeah. you're trying to say. Like, you can't, just because it's set in this time with these characters in, in this form, you're right. It, it's part of who we are as, as, as humans. Like, we hate and we destroy and we're horrible sometimes. And sometimes we're fantastic and great and we save ourselves. Like... 10 million Jews were killed here. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, that's, that's a big number. It's not a joke. Look, listen. I, the, I, when when Pearl Harbor got attacked, this United States took every Japanese citizen and put him fucking put him in fucking chicken cake. Yeah. So, like, you know, like... There, there's no... You, you can't hide from that that's shit. That's a paragraph in the history books. Yeah, man. Like, it's, it's history. We all fuck up. We all do it. And I'm not defending... The, the Nazis, what I'm saying is the point of view of this movie being from that really nasty place actually really gives you more weight to tell the story mm-hmm. as it is because it is about turning your page and being like, 
This doesn't work. And it's not because the war is being lost. It's because this doesn't work. It's about two human beings encountering each work. other. And I think it gives a little bit of a perspective on innocent minds. Innocent. These kids, yeah, right. right. It's all their choice. It's they, they don't hate because they hate. They hate because somebody showed them to. So right. that somebody told them that these are bad people. Right. And like, if you're growing up your whole life and you're told this guy's a bad person, you're gonna think this guy's a bad person. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it gives like another level of like, wow, like this. They had no choice. Like, right. This is all they were told is that you hate these people. Um, and then show the kids like kind of realize that and kind of come to their own conclusions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's it's uh it's inspiring, I guess, to see that that's just because your parents hated these people, that it didn't you come don't down. Like people yeah. can think on their own, but like this doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I think it's a very good movie. It reminds me a little bit of like a teacher who teaches in a silly way. Right. Like, he's still telling you important facts that are real and things you need to learn. He right. just does it in, like, a jovial way, um, which I think this kind of movie is. Like, these are really heavy facts told in, in a, in in a, a line of jest. perspective, yeah. right? Um, I also think uh, this movie, to me, feels like very Wes Anderson-y. A little bit. Right? Like, in the way it's presented, like, maybe the camera movements and stuff like that. Like, it feels like almost like a Wes Anderson movie. It obviously has influences of Wes Anderson mm-hmm. in it. Um, but it's more, like, I, I would think that I would show this movie to to a 12-year-old, and it'll be fine. Like, I feel like this movie would be great for a kid to realize that you don't have to hate because you've been taught to be mm-hmm. hate. And you can make, like you said, you should make your own choices based on your own interactions with people. Although the influence from your parents obviously is more important. It clouds than, it, yeah. Right. Right. But that's the important part that his mom was always like, Yeah, this is stupid. Don't don't yeah. listen. Don't listen to the hype. Things are like this because they have to be to some degree, but we can make a difference by making different choices. Mm-hmm. And I think he learned from that a lot. Well yeah, it definitely felt once he realized what his mom is doing, he I guess says it's okay. You know? So like he always knew it was okay but didn't want to like express it, I guess. He didn't want to disappoint right. his mother, disappoint his superiors. Right. But once his mother's like, no, no, we're cool. Like he was like, that, yeah. So everything I'm thinking is right. That this way we're doing right. it is wrong, and it's okay to like this person just because she's Jewish. And is that this this really heavy scene where um, JoJo is uh, eating dinner and he knows that the girl is upstairs and she eats like the leavings and he's like, why are you eating your soup? Like he's eating his mom's like. Maybe I'll eat the rest of the soup. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously, it's, again, it's losing Germany. There's not a lot of food to go around. Like, yeah. the, shit, the shit is hitting the fan. But he's like, oh, yeah? Oh, well, I'll eat it. So, and he's angry at her, obviously. Yeah, there's definitely an internal struggle. You see, he's trying to figure out what is right. Is is what he was taught his whole life right? Or what his mother is doing is right. right. And you can see he's fighting with the idea. Right. And uh, uh, it, it really makes for a beautiful little scene where... And it's very heavy, you know, like the whole exchange with his mom and the fact that, that they have this little fight and then she's like, all right, I'll make this better. And he also shows you as an adult, like how you have to take on, on the responsibility of your kid's anger. You have to take that, even though you might be angry back, you have to make yeah. that a teachable moment. Rather teachable than moment. And he, rolling with it, at right? some point, they need to make their own choices. Right. You can give mm-hmm. them all the information, but at the end of the day, they have to figure out Correct. 
Correct. to what they want to do. So, I mean, the, the long and short of it is that this movie is, despite being based in, in this thing that gives it like a dark mark, it's such a beautiful teaching movie and it's really enjoyable. Like it It's really, really enjoyable. Is, it's really done is. in a fresh way. Yeah. I mean, which is hard because there's been well, a thousand, you know, World War II movies. Right. So to give it a fresh perspective, uh, I think it's genius. I mean, I think it's, he hit something that no one's really done before. Yeah. In the perfect way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a the basics like of a he willy won't he kind of love story yeah. with the kid and the Jewish girl. You know, just as it's lots of like like the cake, and then all these toppings are on top of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's it's great. And and let's talk about the acting a little bit because everybody is fantastic. Even Rebel Wilson. Whom I like have a love hate relationship with in her in her choices. Rebel Whistle is fucking fantastic in this. She's very good. <laughs> Sam Wackrell is very good. Incre- he's incredible, right? Uh, uh, what's his name? Alfie, whatever his name is. That he he's from Game of Thrones. He plays like the obviously gay, right? Like they're uh-huh. obviously gay. Him and and and, uh, and uh, what's his name? And uh, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell have a. And yeah, only, they're very gay. And like you can say, like he, he makes his like flamboyant <laughs> army suit with like feathers yeah. and like sparkles. <laughs> uh, uh, Alfie, uh, Alfie Allen is his name. The, the guy from a Game of Thrones. He play, he whatever. That's what he's most known for. But he's incredible in this movie too. Even the little pieces, the little actors that just play like one character. There's not a lot of actors, but mm-hmm. but um, everybody's so good. Everyone's very good. Everyone's very believable. Um, Yorkie is the name of the of the of the best friend. Oh yeah, yeah, Yorkie, that was the it. little chunky best friend. He's so, like so cute. It's from start to finish. I wasn't bored. No, I didn't look at my phone. No, like I was. Just, this was just. It's a very good movie. It's after watching it, it's not surprising why it got so much Oscar love. Right. Um, being the subject matter, that's why I didn't win Best Picture. Right. Uh, but it's definitely something you should go see. If my buddies Cisco and Ebert were here, oh God, don't do this! They would give it two thumbs up. God, no! They would. Oh. I guarantee you, they would. And if I was there with them, it'd be three thumbs up. Three thumbs up. Stop doing thumbs. Or six, six thumbs up. If we were all there, six toe. Because we're all giving two. Six toe. Six toe. That's real level. Like how many toes do we give it? <laughs> I'm giving it six toes. <laughs> But you only got ten toes. No, six toes. <laughs> it's a six. It's a scale from one to six. <laughs> um, I think I will give this movie a, a legitimate a nine point eight out of ten. Like Star Wars, we get a one toe, maybe half a toe. <laughs> Jojo Rabbit, six toes. Just put this perspective. God, what what the difference of the toes are? <laughs> uh, I'll give this a nine point eight out of ten. And the only reason I give it at two, the, the minus two, point is two. really is is the, yeah the minus point two is, is the subject matter, but it it really deserves attention. See, I probably think, I think the subject matter makes it. If it wasn't so heavy, I don't think the, yeah, but the I, cuteness like balances out so much. I understand, if but it I, wasn't I, so heavy. I don't think you would. But I still, appreciate the cuteness. I, yes, as much. but I still uh, there's a part of me, and it's a very very minor part of me that feels like. This shouldn't happen with this, you know. Like this shouldn't happen with this subject matter. Like this should have either been serious or, or 
being funny, like it shouldn't have been a satire out of this, but it still like wins me over. But I still hold a little bit of it where I'm like, every so often when I'm watching that movie, I, I keep asking myself, I should I be liking this? And because I'm asking myself that, like I feel like there's a little bit of like, mm. see, I feel I feel the the opposite. I feel that this is a good way to educate people who don't want to be educated. Okay, yeah, I see that. Like people who are bored at school, people who don't want to read a book, people who are not interested in history, people who were born, you know, sixty years after this happened. Who don't really care what happened in World War II doesn't ring a bell for them. This is kind of a way to show them what happened and maybe spark some, you know, something inside like, oh, maybe we need to find out more about this shit. True. Um, but that's speaking as a non-Jewish, non-religious, right, non-ever been persecuted person, right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a lot of us. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a, definitely an audience. But as being, and I think that's what it is. As somebody that suffered from racism myself, you know. To put it as a joke, I could see your point. Is that this right, is like not a joke. Me, like, right, like <laughs> it's not funny, dude. And, and, but, but I also feel like you are right in everything that you just said. Like it's such a good teachable move, like essence to it. That I feel like if you're going to make fun of it, and this is what you get out of it, absolutely worth it. But there's still that little bit where you say, uh, eh. yeah, you, you, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough subject matter. Because um, uh, I'm watching The Hunters right now on Amazon, which yeah. is. Is it good? It's okay. Um, it's Al Pacino, really, up here? Or whoa! Or no, is Al Pacino down here? He's very Jewish. Like, he, he like, that's that Jewish oh, accent. Like, a little too much. Like, he goes a little too far with it. Um, but it's that. It's. it's, it's it mixes the seriousness with a little bit of lightheartedness. Um, so, but I mean, it's okay. Uh, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like that. But the hunters, is like Jewish hunters hunting Nazis. Right? This is post-war, like the 70s, it takes place in America, where supposedly some of these Nazi soldiers escaped after the war and came to America and changed their names. But they're still doing the work of the Nazis, and they're trying to oh, find boy. the survivors of the camps and take them out one by one. Um, and oh, then the shit. hunters are now looking for these Nazis, trying to stop them before they start killing more Jewish people. All this movie needed to be perfect was Brad Pitt saying, "We're in the Nazi hunting business, and cussing business is a booming." I mean, that's a good point, though. Is it, do, you, do you feel the same way about *Glorious Bastards*? Because, no, because *Glorious Bastards* is a revenge story. So even though shit is hitting the fan, you get so much satisfaction watching Hitler's face being blown up, and it's ridiculous. All of it, like all, like the way Hitler gets killed is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. But it's so satisfying because that's how you want a Hitler to be. <laughs> But is it satisfying to see Hitler be this like no no stupid character? Yeah, but you know the other the other thing is that the point of view of of Inglorious Bastards is is from the Jewish people. So like all of it, like mm -hmm. it's all coming from that perspective. So like you have the bad guy over there, so you're not humanizing the bad guy, so it makes you feel a little bit okay about it. Um, 
dishumanizes the bad guy, but at the same time, he changes the bad guy into a good guy too. Yeah. So like, it's very satisfying, but he doesn't hold that. Like, there's no part of, of Inglorious Bastards that says like, hey, Nazis are, you know, human beings too. It's, even though there's a part where the, the guy's like falling in love with her, mm. the Nazi soldier, the, the, the sharpshooter, and they make the structure they make the movie about, but at the end of the day, fuck that guy too. He also yeah, gets, <laughs> he also gets, he gets a catch. That's in between Tarantino and uh, <laughs> Watatiki. Taika Waititi. Taika. Taika Taika. I am the Rinconjolio. TP for my bunghole. And there's a little side note, which I thought was fun. Um, there's a song in the middle of the movie, Everybody's Gotta Love. It's in the middle of the movie. And on Mac Miller's new album, he plays that song. Mm. He does it like a rap version. And I thought they did a version of that. But apparently this is a really old song oh. by a band called Love, which they play the actual original version of that Mac Miller redid as a rap. Oh, which is uh, interesting. I mean, check it out. Yeah. Everyone's Gotta Love. Uh, it's on the soundtrack. Then check out the Mac Miller version. Uh, it's very good. Everybody's gotta live. And everybody's gonna die. Everybody's gotta live. I think you know the reason why. Everybody just wanna have a good, good time. I think you know. I also like that. I also like that. Um, there is a little bit of sarcasm there, in that, for example, the movie starts with the Beatles singing "She Loves You" in German. In German, yeah. And the Beatles started their careers in Germany. Everybody loves the Beatles, but everybody tends to forget that this is twenty years after World War Two that the Beatles started their career. It's not like it's not like. Now, like it's not like somebody yeah. now starting their careers. It's like twenty years when the Nazis were still like kind of licking their wounds. That the, the Beatles are like, "Oh, hey, let's go over there." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what they're Irish in my in my. Yeah, they're not Irish. They're English. <laughs> it's close. It's close enough. They're both part of the United Kingdom. Yeah, um, and I think it was in, it was in, in incredibly poignant that he started with the actual Beatles singing in German mm -hmm. because everybody loves them, but. Once again, like, don't seem to be like, hey, guys, uh, shouldn't you not, like, be over there? Yeah, China, it's not a great time for your music there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, this movie is incredible. Uh, if you've seen it and you're listening to this, I'm sure that... Uh, you agree. And if you don't you agree, agree, shut the fuck up. Whoa, whoa, hey. Sorry. Hey, Sorry, hey. you're allowed to have a different opinion. Yes, thank you. Yeah, but just keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> or put it in the comments. I'll take a comment. Yeah, we'll take a comment. It'll be our first comment ever. 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 Um, yeah, man. Uh, anything uh, other than uh, Hunters that you want to tell anybody to watch? Hunters. In the same kind of scope, I just watched The Spy on Netflix with Sasha Barrett Cohen. Uh-huh. Uh, it's very, very serious. There's no jokes at all in it. So if you're thinking you're going to get a funny Sasha Barrett Cohen, you do not. Um, it's about he's a, an Israeli spy who goes, ah. infiltrates Syria, and it's a true story, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. very, very true to what actually happens. Uh, and it's crazy what, what develops here. I definitely recommend it. The first episode or two is a little slow, but if you, you go through those first two episodes and you pile through the next four, 
it's it's really good. I heard I was I was reading an article about that when they were making it, and he said, when we were when when we or either he or whoever made the show was like well, we were discussing about making the story, we were trying to see how to make this a show and spice it up for the show, and then we saw how fucking crazy it was, and we we're like. Nah, yeah, this is good. Let it go. <laughs> Let's just go with this. This is good enough. It's good. And it, it's really, this one guy has shaped the world in wow. so many ways. It's crazy. It, I definitely think you should watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch that. Um, uh, I would say for everybody out there, um, watch uh, Jojo Rabbit. Uh, also watch probably um, uh, the movie that my co-host should have watched. Which is uh, Rock It Man. Rocket, Rocket Man. Rocket Man. I wanted to watch it. It's, uh, it's, been, a, it's been a busy couple of weeks. It's okay. Um, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, eventually. Maybe we could do a movie versus movie, Bohemian Rhapsody versus Rocket Man. Oh, shit. But they're kind of like very different worlds. Because one is like kind of biopic. The other one is, is a musical. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're similar. But they both have music. Oh. Yeah, okay, well, then <laughs> maybe we can do a movie versus Elton movie. John sings. <laughs> and the other guy sings. So there's two singers. And they're both from England. Right? Right. Queen's from England. Right? I mean, no, yeah, Queen's from England, but uh, uh, Freddie Mercury's not. Where's Freddie Mercury from? He's from the Middle East. But he grew up in England. Kind of. Like, how does he get with the... Uh, we're going off. We'll go. That's another time. That's another thing. Um, so yeah, uh, we liked it. Yeah, we give it six toes. Six toes. <laughs> out of six. Out of, out of six toes, you get six toes. <laughs> it's so good. We have a deformity. Uh, go watch it. Go uh, watch it. We'll give you a little teaser about next time. Maybe Rocket Man. Maybe, maybe. something else. Maybe. Maybe something cool we don't even know about yet. What? Yeah, let's give you a teaser. We don't know what the fuck we're doing next time, but we're doing it. So it's exactly the same as it is every time. <laughs> Look, uh, we love you. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for stopping by, San Diego. Stop saying that. Have a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yes. Uh, cue the music. Two friends in a movie. 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 Two friends in the movie. Two friends in the movie. With Madison Six Toe. With Sister and Nat. With Madison Six Toe. With Sister and Nat. With Madison Six Toe. Madison Six Toe. Madison Six Toe. Two friends in the movie. Two friends in the movie. Two friends in the movie. Honey, honey. Say words. There are words in the dictionary that are made to make you feel insecure about your penis size. Like, emasculated. You're barely registering over there. I'm barely like, wow, I hear one, two, three into the phone. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Grace at your door.